Hello, ladies. You are listening to the Saludable Latina podcast with Lilia Gomez Ash. The Saludable Latina podcast started with the intention to raise awareness about women's health topics, but then I quickly realized that the wellness journey is full of transitions. So I expanded my mission to include spirituality, intuitive-led, and lifestyle wellness-focused topics. I am more focused to bring authentic conversations and stories relating for our insight for growth in our own wellness journeys. The Saludable Latina community is a group of purposeful women who are smart, passionate, and have a dynamic, diverse point of view and insights that will help many women find growth in the wellness space. And I hope that you are able to learn something from their own personal stories or health advice tips or conversations that we have from woman to woman. Before we get started with tonight's episode, I'm going to let you know a little bit about who Nancy Sala is. Nancy is actually a content creator and she actually resides in San Diego County and I've had the fortunate experience to actually have met her in person and do one-on-one and group work with her through the women's circle that I've hosted for Saludable Latina. You can find her on Instagram as Simply Love Nancy, and she does a lot of movement in the women's creative space and is trying to inspire women to be the best version of themselves through community, self-love, and courage. She is a bilingual positive impact creator because she also partakes in the reality changers with her family, her husband, and three kids. They have a YouTube channel and an Instagram handle reality changers and they really show you the forefront of a family dynamic system as a latino family but also in the american family so i love the blend of latino american with the concepts of trying to give you the experience from a family perspective from the kids perspective and from the parents perspective and as a female perspective as well so nancy and i had the opportunity to meet in person I've done a couple of women's circles through Saludable Latina Space and I was able to meet with her and connect with her and she's just full of so much love and dynamic that you just want to get to know her. Not only is Nancy a content creator, she's actually also a warrior, a lupus and fibromyalgia warrior and that's what we're going to discuss tonight, her story, when she was diagnosed, how she took the diagnosis and we're actually going to dive into her story to when she got diagnosed, how she dealt with the diagnosis, how her husband helped her, how she's trying to to balance her life and her family unit as well as herself and her wellness. So she's really going to give us her platica, her side of the story in regards to what it is to live with lupus and fibromyalgia. Just to let you know that you ladies are not alone if you're thinking about no one will understand what I'm going through because Nancy actually does understand. She understands that being diagnosed with lupus and fibromyalgia can take a toll on you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So there's a dynamic of being able to bring awareness to this conversation. So you're able to tap into different conversations and see if you can relate with Nancy or feel comforted by her words of wisdom through her story. Listas for episode numero 41. Bueno pues, adelante. Hey ladies, welcome back to Saludable Latina Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, Nancy Salas. How are you today? I'm doing good, thank you. I'm so glad that you are here and we just got done with the live and thank you so much for being able to share that story and the realness behind it because as a woman, we often forget 
that we need to be real with our part of our process with our wellness and healing. So doy mil gracias for being mm -hmm. so expressive with that because you're also going to be touching so many women along the way that are going to be like, oh my God, I can relate to her even maybe if it's not the similar experiences. Mm -hmm. So Nancy, tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Hi everyone. Well, my name is Nancy uh, Salas and I, I guess I'm a social media influencer. It still doesn't sink in sometimes. I'm just a normal mommy person, uh, lupus warrior, fibromyalgia warrior. I'm like trying to get used to that, but that's what it is. That's yeah. become another identity, yeah. and I can't escape it. Yeah. At the beginning, I felt really weird. I'm like, I don't want to, but no. Uh -huh. And um, it's a journey. I feel like my life is a roller coaster. Hey, like, some know, good day. No, but like it, it can get really extreme. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I could understand because I, I've been there uh, in 2017. I, I was in really good moments and then in really, really low moments. Mm -hmm. um, and thank you so much for sharing that, that mm -hmm. you're a lupus and fibromyalgia warrior because mm -hmm. you've been recently diagnosed about a year ago mm -hmm. and you're still trying to navigate that journey in your wellness, mm -hmm. right? Um, you're also part of the reality changers <laughs> with your family. And how does it feel to be part of a family team that actually tries to bring on the change on the social media platform? Um, it's wonderful. That's one of the things that it's positive always in my in my life because reality changers change your reality one day at a time, um, one action at a time. And I have three kids, so my responsibility as a parent is to educate good children to leave it. It's like my gift to the world. So mm -hmm. by bringing uh, children that are social conscious, that they're compassionate, that they're willing to fight and use their voice at such a young age. And use their image because I um, I feel so empowered every time I see my children uh, handle a commercial, handle working with the brand, and still keeping their voice and their identity. I feel like, wow, I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Like, that's for me. That's the positive <laughs> always in my life, my children. Yeah, and I think you also portray that um, and you pass mm -hmm. that on to them because you're also really good at being mm -hmm. able to learn those skills for yourselves in order for your children to carry that through you, right? So I think you set a really good example, especially when you're trying to multitask so many roles. A mama, a daughter, a tia, a friend, a social influencer, you know? So I think it's really important as women to recognize that. So we're gonna talk a little bit about your journey when you got diagnosed. Mm -hmm. When was the first time you actually got diagnosed with lupus, and lupus actually, before fibromyalgia? I don't remember the exact date in May, but it was May 2018. So it's a year exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. A year. You should look up numerology number one uh, since it's a year. I Get know. in touch with Jasmine Esoteric <laughs> as I'm giving her a shout out right now because I got in touch with her when I, I uh -huh. it was my second year of my miscarriage. Oh, so you should look it up. What, What's what the significant mean? meaning of being in one year of your diagnosis and your journey? Because it always reveals something so beautiful. Well, I think it's rebirth. I feel oh. like I honestly died and, and not to be really deep and dark, but I look at pictures of myself before and it has been such a dramatic change, even physically, yeah. that I don't even recognize myself. Wow. So I feel like it's been a year rebirth of finding the new mom the, the, with my limitations, with, with the days that are good and the days that are bad, finding the, the new like women and really finding my identity and, and fighting so hard to not allow lupus or fibromyalgia to take my identity. And um, 
that's my struggle. That's, that's very struggle. powerful what you just said, not allowing lupus and fibromyalgia to take your identity. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with a lot of learning in your in your journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you got diagnosed and then all of a sudden the symptoms um, were a little bit more than usual and often, what were some of the preliminary symptoms that you felt? Mm-hmm. And what were some of the symptoms that actually advanced um, for you in your diagnosis? Well, I've always had joint pain. I started in my early 20s, and I went to the doctor. They always said, you're healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, and a co-worker, she was a nurse or starting to be a nurse, she said, no, that's not normal. I asked somebody, you know, um, but I kind of brushed it off. I was in robotic mommy mode because I was co-parenting at the time. So I had like three jobs. Yeah. But I remember like my leg was swell or my I couldn't put on my pants because of my joints. So I was used to that. When I got diagnosed, it was like, okay, I've been dealing with joint pain, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what got me was that there was no cure. Mm -hmm. What got me was looking on the internet. What Mm -hmm. got me was following the people that were on dialysis, that were taking chemo. And I was, like, terrified. I I, I was taking over my sleep. Um, I felt that my life was over. I was grieving for my little one because he was a year. Mm-hmm. And, and not being able, I knew that moment that my life was going to change. So I remember the first couple of weeks, months was very dark, very, very dark. And I remember not, I think the fatigue that I was feeling with the depression and the pain, they kind of became best friends. And I think my pain got escalated. Um, and then I found out that I couldn't really go out in the sun because it was it would flare. It would give me a flare, so then I would have the rash, and my joint would be worse um, because I guess it, it would activate more the antibodies. Oh, I see. Yeah, so okay. the doctor said, you know, you have to go out with an umbrella and mm-hmm. wear sunblock, try not to go out until after four. Mm-hmm. So even with that. I think so they were really really dark I think it's really amazing how um, you're so expressive to say you know dark moments because I think as women sometimes we were like well we don't want to I don't want to say it's a dark moment but sometimes even saying it's like releasing it versus Mm -hmm. you trying to say no maybe I don't want to go there maybe I don't want to say that so I you saying that makes mm-hmm. me feel your empowerment for wanting to be able to learn more and navigate more and empower yourself through mm-hmm. your diagnosis. So you mentioned uh, flare-ups of antibodies in the under the sun, obviously, because the sun has ultraviolet mm-hmm. rays. Um, and there's always a peak hour, like from 12 to 3. It's like the strongest. Mm-hmm. So how have you learned to navigate around the sun, if, especially if you have to be around out in that time or hour? I wear a lot of sunblock. I usually wear clothes now that are long sleeve. And I actually have some outfits that are like uh, SPF. Yes, yeah. there so, is. Yeah, and I have hats. Um, and I have a special umbrella that I carry all over the place. So I try to schedule, like, if I'm going to go to breakfast in the morning, that's fine with me indoors. Uh, but if I do play dates with my son in the afternoon, mm-hmm. or early, early when the sun is not out yet. Yeah. Uh, or Mostly it's indoor stuff, which were really hard at the beginning because I was used to just being a social butterfly, being free. And that's another reason why I think the beginning was hard because adapting to that. And that when somebody tells you you can't do it, you want to do it. And then you start moping, like, I want to be out on the beach. I never liked the beach, by the way. I want to be on the beach, (laughs) Tammy. Never in my life would you hear me say that Uh because I took it for granted. Now I genuinely can go lay out by the pool and just feel, sometimes I dream, I've had dreams where I feel the warmth of the sun. 
That's you beautiful want to imagery. Yeah, and there's days where I'm very irresponsible that I'm like, no, I want to give myself five minutes and then I pay for it. Later. Yeah, later. Because it does. The yeah. sun really does affect me. Yeah. And it makes sense because when I got diagnosed, I was out every single day with my little one. He, yeah. I, I had a baby carrier and we would go to the zoo. And I remember that I would feel so sick. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew something was wrong. I felt the fatigue like if I was like drunk, hungover. Wow. Um, I remember I would have a rash, a red rash. And then my joints would swell more. And I'm like, why am I feeling like this? And now I realize that the sun was feeding yeah the antibody so it basically it was a, my body was attacking itself yeah and and yeah so and it kind of makes sense too how you're describing it like when you were outdoors you know you were trying to figure and navigate things because you have this love for being outdoors that social butterfly mm-hmm. but you also took charge you mentioned SPF clothing, mm-hmm. which a lot of people aren't aware of. And now <laughs> I understand why gardeners wear the long sleeves and the hats. And I'm thinking, oh, because not too long ago, I bought myself my gardening hat. Because oh, por las manchas que me salen en mi cara. But with you, it's the rash. Can you describe a little bit of the flare? It's the butterfly rash. Okay. I call it a butterfly rash. For me, it's like I get little freckles. They're really, really red. Mm-hmm. And it becomes really hot. And sometimes it swells. Like my face gets like poofy. Mm-hmm. And some people in social media notice because they're like, hey, are you gaining weight? Because I feel like I'm, like one month I'm skinny, normal, uh-huh. and other times I'm more inflamed than others. Yeah. Even my stomach gets like like a balloon like if I'm pregnant. Okay. I'm so I'm having so much inflammation. When my flares get bad, I'm a size 9. Okay. And be- before I got diagnosed, I was a 4. And now I'm like a 6, 8 because I'm swollen one day. I'm swollen. Even now, look. You're a little um, bit swollen. Yeah. You're like me. Yeah. I'm just petite. I still have a little bit. <laughs> no, but it gets yeah. bad to the point where yeah. I can't even button my jeans. So what are some things that you do as precautionary steps when you do have a little bit of inflammation going on? I try to cancel my plans and I, I live in my pajamas. That's the truth. I'm hey. always looking for new ones because I'm like, no shit. have a pajama party one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, when I see my face, because my face will show it, I'm like, oh. So mm-hmm. then I'm like looking at my calendar and I tell my husband, hey, I'm already feeling like something is coming up. So I, I juice. I would do a cherry juice or a green juice in the morning. Ooh. I take my CBD capsule for inflammation. Um, and try to just take it easy. Drink okay. lots and lots of water. Eat healthy. And then usually it will calm down. Yeah. But the days that I have to travel with my family, I have to do things, I just got to ride the wave. And, mm. and, and CBD pills, or if it gets really bad, then I'll go to painkillers. Okay. But overall, the CBD does such a good job in my body that yeah. I haven't had to... Take the pain. Yeah, because I also have the CBD cream, the CBD yeah. oils. Uh, I smell like I pour myself. Like, <laughs> Just sink yourself yeah. in CBD. Yeah, like seriously. <laughs> um, and that saves me most of the days. Um, but I push through, honestly. Like I was explaining to you earlier, I've learned to fake the funk so well like I fake it like when you're like I look at the pictures I'm like people people knew how bad I feel like I, yeah. I feel like I'm on fire because that's how it feels when my joints hurt it feels like acid oh, wow. and like you know how sometimes you cut yourself really deep and you yes. feel you're like, imagine oh. that in your bone and uh, you're like oh. so it's like 100 times more mm-hmm. I've gone to social media events where I feel like I'm twitching from the pain that I'm like, oh my god, just like, and people are asking me, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Like, you know, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. And I just kind of like, and then I get home and it's like, break down. I need to like, yeah. take care of me. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned celery juice and green juice and mm-hmm. CBD um, mm-hmm. pills. 
So the celery and, and green juice are really good with antioxidants to mm-hmm. help reduce inflammation. So it's yes. a really good thing that you're drinking. Yeah, um, like pineapple, yes. uh, turmeric, uh-huh. the teas, you name it. That's one of the things. When I first got diagnosed, I went crazy. Yeah. It was like everything that I possibly could find to heal myself. Even now, um, I'm doing the water therapy, which is like water Zumba. It's like a form of exercise for yes. me where my joints don't hurt as bad. I do this the water boxing. I'm going to chiropractor. I'm going to a therapist, therapist. I'm going to um, acupuncture. I mean, my, my rheumatologist laughs because he's like, oh, my God, you know, I'm so proud of you. He's like, look at your list. Yeah. And I said, because I have to survive. And you know what I really love about that when you say that and your rheumatologist saying, oh, my God, look at you being so proactive, is that he's welcoming welcoming the holistic side mm, of yes. a practice, oh, yes. which a lot of specialists sometimes are like, well, you need to follow my plan of care. And when you're able to find a specialist that kind of says, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want you to do what you can do for your health. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to kind of also guide you in, in the Western med, mm-hmm. right? The labs and analysis, yeah. making sure you're doing good in the process. So I love that you're taking initiative because mm-hmm. we know that's a lot of work too, mm-hmm. responsibility and initiative. Um, and you mentioned aquatic exercises. Yes. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about the Sumba Aquatic. How does oh, that it's go so for much you? fun. Every, I'm the youngest. Everybody is like late 70s i want to say um and they all you can tell they all have like joint pain i can see their joints so we all feel like i they feel my vibe mm-hmm. at the beginning i felt really sorry for myself i'm not gonna lie i was like oh even when i started going to physical therapy i was the youngest there and i said i'm 31 and here i am in this high look and i allowed myself to have a pity party but mm-hmm. then i'm like i have a lot to learn from these people yeah. they understand my pain let me have a good time and I just dance, and then, and in the water you don't feel the pain. So I'm like jumping and jumping. The next day I'm like, oh, I'm sore. This is a yeah, different type of pain. Yeah. You know? So I really like it, and I feel like it's very economic. It's ten dollars the class. And where is that? Yeah, at it's the it's John the Salvation Army John Croc. John Croc. I'm gonna have to look it yeah, up. Yeah, I, I think it's a university, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like it. I like it a lot. And like I said, there's so many outlets like holistically that you can do. I just communicate with my husband. Tuesdays and Thursdays are the days that I can go crazy and do all my appointments. Yeah. And then the rest of the week I rest. I think that's really nice that you're able to communicate with your husband, like letting mm-hmm. him know these are the two days that I need for my health and I really mm-hmm. need to stick to that because, you know, some mm-hmm. husbands can be like, well, you know, you got other things you need to do. And, you know, I kind of, we talked about a little bit about yeah. my experience with my husband, which I'll be bringing to the platform um, because the guy's it's a different perspective you yeah. know the men's health but having him you know be understanding and accommodating i also think that he also likes to be precautionary with you right yeah he's very accommodating the only thing that i, I still feel like he needs a lot of education in is really understanding lupus i think we don't talk about it even when i got diagnosed i remember crying alone and and he was like i'm here for you and he went crazy in the holistic side he would bring me all these cbd stuff all these juices and nancy do this but I think emotionally is what we we didn't connect in early on because I yeah. think he's scared. I think the truth is when you look at the was it statistics? Yes. And that, that there's no cure, and that what it's been one medication approved in fifty years, and oh. you see the the death rates, and you see the real ugliness of the disease. Yeah. I think it becomes more real, and I think he hasn't. I think he's trying to stay positive. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like going to work out. Yeah. And I think that mentality also helps out mm-hmm. to be able to kind of help you. But also, he needs to understand mm-hmm. the other side of lupus, right? Yeah. Which, Actually, I feel like a, uh, 
I have the more responsibility to downgrade my symptoms. And I think it's exhausting because I can't even open up with my partner. And like I said, I see his coping mechanism. I see my family's coping mechanism. You don't talk about it. Yeah. You don't talk about it. Como estas all bien? I have lupus. Oh, you feel better. Yeah. You know? When acomodar Latino too, we're we're taught to be like, you're going to get through it. Yeah. You're fine. Mm -hmm. Smile. And, it, and, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm, I feel free and liberated in, in Instagram and Facebook because I just put out there and I talk. And I go on throughout my day and people are like, oh, my God, thank you so much, Nancy, for showing your poofy face, for showing your pain, for yes, being able girl. to cry. Own it. I tell a lot yeah. of guys, just own it. <laughs> own your vulnerability because you know what? That's going to inspire so much fire inside of you to be... To, for your own wellness and for your healing. I think we need to be able to express. Like today's live, you were able to express the other side. Because most of the time, like you said, we have to downgrade what we're feeling. And I told you, no, I don't want you to downgrade. I want you to express exactly what you're feeling. Yeah. Because so many of us are going through that. And we're also downgrading mm-hmm. and not being true to like what we're really feeling. So mm-hmm. I thank you for that. Yeah, and I think what helps me is I my intention with social media it's just to be myself. I don't really care about the numbers. I do. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of brands want to work with me now, and I'm like, oh my god, yes. I've been doing that. But I just want to be real. I feel like we don't have that in social media. I, I follow a lot of people. I'm like, they're so perfect. They're so pretty, you know. But yeah. then I'm like, why don't they show the real struggle? You can still be pretty and and outside. Uh-huh. But I think it the, the way I educate my daughter, my 14 year old Alexa, if you're gonna post a picture, it needs to have a meaning. If you're like, you know, I, I feel myself, but I feel confident. You're owning it. It's not, oh, look at me, look at me. No, mm-hmm. we don't need that in this world. We need people to fight for something. Find your cause. Use your social media for that. So I'm a strong believer for that. Yes. And that's another reason why I, I feel free. Because I can be free at home. I can be free with my family. And social media, I'm like, I don't care who sees you. I don't know you. Hey, <laughs> you know? I, love to, I love to watch your lives on IG because it's kind of like, girls keeping it real, 411, because you know what? We're not all going to have perfect moments. And I no. think just seeing you laugh and smile makes you know the work you've done. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's those little moments where you can laugh now. It's like, yeah, man, I can't believe I posted that like in my yeah. PJs when it's so vulnerable. But that's all part of our process, right? Mm-hmm. So what are some resources that you have been using you mentioned cbd papa mm-hmm. and barley on yeah, the line that brand has worked for me i've tried other ones uh-huh. but for pain especially with the fibromyalgia yes that has worked and where do you what kind of items did you purchase from papa and barley um is mm-hmm. it oil or is it cream no is it's it a, a tablet it's a, tablets. a capsule it's okay. a inflammation and i actually have oh she brought me a sample no <laughs> no no yeah i have i wrote down the name of it because i know it's called uh relief capsules and they're for wellness inflammation and muscle recovery nice and those wellness they're pricey yeah holistic (laughs) uh, holistic medication is pricey (laughs) but even with my rheumatologist said okay you don't want to take the medication for fibromyalgia because he explained me all the risks and i said no thank you he said okay is it working for you good Check it out. You know, nothing. Thank God. I love he's your rheumatologist. So I want to so interview sweet. him. <laughs> he's so sweet. He's young. And at, sometimes I go in there and I cry. And he listens. He'll give me the time. He doesn't make me feel like I'm rushed. God. And that's another reason that that I, I emphasize when you have lupus. Find a good doctor. If your doctor doesn't fit, go find another doctor. If you feel like you're still sick and something going on, someone is going to listen. And I think... My journey in the beginning, like I shared today in the Facebook Live, the first one was horrible. 
that went to one in TJ. She was wonderful, but she was in TJ, so yeah. I don't know. And this one I found through a bad friend that has lupus as well. Mm-hmm. And like when I first was kept getting the, the your healthy diagnosis, I went to three doctors. And the clinic that I that had no faith in, I'm like, you know, low budget was the one that diagnosed me. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Exactly. But I knew in my gut that something was wrong. Always listen yeah, to your intuition, yeah, intuition right? intuition. I was like, that, oh, something. What do we call something. it? The fifth or sixth sense of the yeah. class? Always listen to the intuition mm-hmm. and don't give up until you're able to get an answer from mm-hmm. a provider. Like you mentioned, you went to two providers, third provider, then you got referred by a friend and you were mm-hmm. able to find a rheumatologist that actually listens mm-hmm. and cares for your health. And I think being able to find those providers are really hard to find. So where did you find him? My friend. She has lupus. And, and, and it's funny... And ironic, a couple years ago, she told my sister, does your sister Nancy have lupus? Because mm-hmm. she said, I was explaining the symptoms that I had. And I was like, no, I keep getting negative. And she's like, oh, you should, you know, look outward because I feel like you have a lot of the symptoms that I have. So when I finally got diagnosed, she was my to-go person. And I said, hey, do you know anybody here in San Diego? So she said, uh, she referred me to the website, mm-hmm. and I actually said her doctor was wonderful, but she was booked. So I ended up um, with Dr. Jeffrey Schwa, and he was wonderful. The moment he walked in, he was like very young, full of energy. You could feel the genuine interest, and he was willing to listen. And I, and I had all these questions, and I was already coming from a background where the first one was a horrible experience, and going to TJ yeah and he's all about holistic he's like so happy that that he's gonna see me back in three months he doesn't want to have me in his doctor's office he wants me to continue the the healing whatever works for me yeah you know i love a doctor that supports that you know because a lot of times um it's a plan of care where the specialist goes you need to follow my plan of care Mm -hmm. because i'm not gonna be in agreement with you doing otherwise and if you do then that's on your own you know or you find another specialist that will agree with you so I will make sure to um, share that link um, mm-hmm. so other people who are in San Diego who are looking for a rheumatologist yeah. to be able to find those resources and you did do a support group you were mentioning to me earlier mm-hmm. can you describe just a little bit about how it was showing up to a support group for you and mm-hmm. and that experience that came with it um, I was really excited when I first found it online. It's here in San Diego, um, but my experience, I had mixed feelings. I feel I went in there, and most of the patients there were sick already. They had been diagnosed for a couple of years. One of them went as a dialysis. Another was like had lost his career, mm-hmm. and his mom was there being a warrior mom, kind of demanding more answers because yeah. with lupus, you you see, you know, there's no cure. Okay. But then how come Nancy's fine and she's not in the hospital and somebody else is not? So she was very kind of like aggressive mm-hmm. in a way f- for me. And, and and I was there like, hey, guys, my name is Nancy. I have joint pain. Mm-hmm. And everybody was kind of looking around like, like oh, really? Really? Is that the, is that the you know? <laughs> I, and I know they didn't mean bad. And I know right. they were, were supportive. But I felt really guilty. And I, I was already feeling guilty for my children for the, I felt like a burden at the beginning because I might my life is gonna change that this is not never gonna be the same again, um, so I didn't go back. I it, it, I felt like it triggered something in me. I felt like I wasn't gonna really learn. I think I was gonna come back and always pity myself and wonder and yeah, I didn't go back. So it didn't it work out for me. So it wasn't the right setting for you. No, it was yeah. not. The and right I, and I think it's always like a hit or miss, you know, like because I've been through that same process where I went to a support group and it was just like a 
a hit or a miss and then Mm -hmm. we're kind of left navigating like trying to find a space you know and Mm -hmm. i i thank you once again so much for being able to open up Mm -hmm. on the online platform for that Mm -hmm. um are there any two books that you're reading for inspiration and for your wellness journey books oh i have a two-year-old so it's Mm -hmm. really hard for me to read books i was reading the healing code okay um i think i've heard of that book I don't know if I agree with it, but I think it's a very interesting perspective. So mm-hmm. I, I would, it depends on the person. I usually listen to affirmation oh. podcasts. Okay, which one? Um, Josie, oh, I love her because she gets me through bad days. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, how do you pronounce her last name? Let's see, Josie Ong. Ong, yeah. affirmation pod, that's what it's Ooh. called. And she's wonderful. So when I'm driving, I'm listening to her voice or something about her that makes me calm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, instead of that, I go to podcasts. Good. Yeah. So what's another podcast that you like to listen um, to? I listen to um, Café Con Pam. Okay, awesome. Um, I liked a couple interviews that she has now as career-wise, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like healing. Yeah. Um, and then I listen to um, Jesse Medina's... Corazón uh, Varios. Barely. Barely. Because yes. I'm barely getting into listening to yes. that. Yes. And... Um, but most of it has been either I go quickly in YouTube, sit in my living room and put some sort of affirmation or I go to a Pinterest. If you put affirmations, you can print them out. Ooh. And I have some few ones that work for me at home. I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah. And we're going to share that Pinterest link for yeah. those affirmations because I think it's really nice that you mm-hmm. are doing that because we're really good at um, dissing ourselves when we need to. We go inward and mm-hmm. we go very deep when we go inward. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need affirmations to uplift us through the day, right? Yes. Um, even though like, sometimes those days can be very heavy and very stagnant, we need to yeah. have those positive affirmations to help us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Nancy, before mm-hmm. we wrap up things, yeah. before we wrap things up, what are some one or two advice tips that you can give to someone who has been diagnosed with lupus or fibromyalgia? I think one is to feel the emotions. I wish I would have felt them earlier on. I had somebody on social media reach out to me. She said, Nancy, cry. Cry, cry, cry. She's like, I cried because she has the same thing. And it helps so much. And I feel like I I suppressed a lot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's it's an instinct because we want to be strong. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that turns into anger. It's all the suppressed sadness and... And then it turns into self-pity. So cry. Allow the diagnosis to really sink in. Cry for who you used to be because you are going to be forced to evolve. And and you're going to be like, I do feel stronger than I ever was in my life. But I feel like it's a new Nancy. So I have, to, I have a lot of crying to do. I owe it to myself to let go of those parts of me that they're no longer coming back. And it's okay yeah. because now I, I'm... I'm the good days, I'm really excited to discover what else I can do. Or now that I'm going more into social media, mm-hmm. um, which I wasn't planning to do, but because I'm home and I'm resting, I get to be on the computer, right? Yeah. So that's a whole other career that I am allowing myself to pursue. Good for you. Um, and I think is look for help. If you can't talk to anybody in your house, look for a resource. I mean, social media is good. There are good parts of social media. If you're following somebody that's not uplifting you, don't follow them anymore. If you have a friend that that is being, you know, Debbie Downer, you're already feeling that way, don't talk to them. Find your tribe and love them hard because I, I my, my friend Maricel, I feel guilty because I'm like, I cancel so many dates, but she's always like, hey, I'm here for you. I support you. What can I help you? My friend Sarah, 
and they're always like hey 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 you're not alone you're not alone what can i do can i go rub your feet you know hey. things like that that yes. i feel like for family members that you've been listening don't give up and there's going to be the dark days that you you know we shut off mm-hmm. be hey you know and i think that goes a long way because it makes you feel like oh there's somebody reaching out and they care they can read my silence so definitely learn to to read your silence and then the family members as well i love that definitely get to learn to read your silence mm-hmm. with that being said you're mm-hmm. wearing a very special t-shirt today <laughs> yeah. can you explain the resemblance of the color uh-huh. and the phrase that it has along with it well purple is the color for lupus light purple some people do the dark purple but it's a wolf so a lot of the and i'm not really familiar yet because i try to not um for my own peace of mind i try not to 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 go a lot for social media for lupus mm-hmm. um because it can get get me down mm-hmm. but i like that some people identify with the wolf Yes. Because, you know, they feel alone. A lot of people feel isolated. So I feel like they, they see the wolf, you know, kind of like a loner. But then it's strong and they can still be fierce. And there's other people that like the butterfly. Mm-hmm. You know, beautiful, gentle, you know, like outstanding. So I love this shirt. She is a lupus um, advocate that I follow. Samantha Wayne, I think her name is. And she has Live Hope Lupus. I love that. And I love supporting the community, especially because most of them are self-employed because of the disability that having lupus has become. Yes. So if they're selling earrings, I buy them. Um, I even uh, somebody was doing a, a collaboration with uh, Lupa Vida, which is a lupus multivitamin. Okay. Um, and I bought them because she would get a percentage. So I really try to help them out. It's really nice that you're helping your community of women who have been diagnosed with lupus. Um with that said, if people were wanting to reach out to you and just kind of ask you a simple question, not to say that you know we're an expert because we're always learning and evolving as well, um, where can they find you? I'm on Simply Love Nancy on both Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to see my uh, funny family, musical family, uh, we you can find us on YouTube for Reality Changers and Reality awesome. Changers on Instagram and Facebook. So it's two different platforms. <laughs> and if someone wanted to email you, it's uh, Salas Nancy Seven Ayah. Awesome. Yes. I will be linking up those social medias mm-hmm. on the podcast episode. And once again, me gracias mm-hmm. for coming on board. And I think it's not going to be the last mm-hmm. live we were discussing. I think we're going to want to do one before the month of May ends mm-hmm. um, because we did have a little bit of technical difficulty with the freezing. But her voice is right in there. So make sure you capture her live to listen to her voice, to listen to her story because she truly is speaking from an honest position as a, a woman and someone that's been diagnosed with lupus and fibromyalgia and still navigating in her life and that represents Latina and women and women of color which is the most important thing mm-hmm. having a voice for the advocates of you know that community so mil gracias yeah. once again and 90% of people that have lupus are women hey there you go that is one fact mm-hmm. all right chicas until next time I hope you're enjoying your Friday because we're off to the weekend y feliz día de las madres oh, by the no. way <laughs> I hope you get to enjoy the weekend with your family yes I plan on that.